0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, and welcome to the Awakening Empty Nester podcast. We are so pleased you can join us in today's show. I am Michelle.
1: And I am Mark, your host of this podcast, A show that was designed for you, the Awakening Empty Nester.
0: In this series, we will be bringing you a whole range of inspiring insights, heart filled stories, and conversations with truly amazing people.
1: People just like you. People who have navigated through their own challenges, lessons, and opportunities. People who have transitioned to living a life of deeper experience heart-filled contribution and consistent awakening and growth
0: find out how they are all living with what we call a strong ecg life pulse let's discover more as we dive into this episode
1: whether you're an empty nester or not we trust you will enjoy today's show let's get started Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Awakening Empty Nester podcast. We are so grateful for your time today, and we're really looking forward to this conversation. We're recording this session on the 13th of April 2020, and it's a really wonderful time in the world in now, isn't it? So it's a great opportunity, though, for reflection and to really take some time to remember who we are.
0: Yes, we are very excited to welcome Gary Ng, who is living in Sydney, Australia, Gary Ung is one of Australia's most successful entrepreneurs, being honoured with multiple business awards, including BRW's fast 100 companies for five years and being ranked just behind Google as the best place to work in Australia. Gary shows people how to create abundance in their outer world and discover joy in their inner world. He rates having inner peace and causeless joy as the ultimate blessing and sets this foundation to create a successful life of abundance for himself and others with whom he encounters through his mission and through his talks he inspires thousands of people from all walks of life to experience real joy and fulfillment in life. We are deeply honored to have you here on our podcast, Gary. How are you
2: good it's been amazing on this journey of awakening
0: Yes, and you've been telling me a little bit about your journey in the past couple of years so you are a great successful businessman but at the core of what you do is your inner work would you like to tell us a little bit more about that
2: well I guess I'm growing up in the western way of thinking and I I come from a eastern background but even coming from Hong Kong that's very westernized way of thinking as well capitalism achieve achieve and what is Um, happiness is success the more money you have um, the the high paying job the cars that you have the house that you have um, the brands that you wear that symbolizes on status and status equals success and happiness and so transitioning from that it wasn't by choice because I love the identity I love flying first class I love like all the luxury lifestyle that we can enjoy and there's nothing wrong with that it's completely okay to indulge in in all of that in your um, inner work and in your spiritual practice Mm -hmm. Um, I think we are gifted in this lifetime to enjoy life in abundance we don't have to to necessarily be in scarcity Um, although there, there may be periods of your life that it feels like that hey I'm always in the rut but I think the as a collective in the in in, for most of humanity that we're here to um, experience life and most of which you can experience with a lot of uh, external abundance as well Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, the the identity that i've created for myself is one of someone that can achieve that can create abundance from starting business from his own bedroom which is a few thousand dollars um create a a significant um, empire and, and lifestyle, mm-hmm. to at least my own standards. And there's nothing needing to change because you're getting love and admiration from other people. Although it may be superficial, based on the identity that people know you to, but still, like I'm uh, as part of the external identity, it wasn't just about materialistic. Like me being successful, it also um, and indoctrinated into myself that to. To be successful you also want to be liked which you be nice to people um you be a giving person and yada 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 a good husband a good father a good community leader and that will make you likable mm. and that's a good human being and again that's not to take out of context there's nothing wrong with that as well but all these are, are gauged by the external construct on what we deem is good and bad until one day, um, which a lot of people tend to go through, it as as your show uh, quite amazingly titled uh, "Awakened Empty Nesters," mm-hmm. a lot of people go through what what people would call the um, the midlife crisis, mm-hmm. and it's not just for male; for both male and females, they go through this. It's I think it's is is a lot of the time is the universe. Um, time for us to, you've, you've gone through the equivalent of your high school education or your primary school education after you're 50 now. Now it's time to learn the second phase of your life. Mm. You've you've mastered the external or you've had enough time to experience the external stuff, now we want you to experience the contrast or see it from a completely different perspective, what life is like. And it's a, it's a whole notion that If we are love when we came to this planet Mm -hmm. um, or or at our soul, at our core, as the creator, we are love, infinite love. But imagine that your whole love is the color white. If you're in a room full of just white light your whole life and someone try to describe to you what white light is or you're trying to describe to someone, you can't because you've known nothing else. There's never been any darkness. You wouldn't, you look around, it's only white. There's, there has been no contrast. Um, so when there's darkness and, and you are the, the light or the only light, then that's when you can really start to see, wow, this is what I am. And I think the first like, 30, 40, 50 years, it allows us to experience the, the, the outer world. Um, in one particular um, life perspective. And then suddenly the, the, the midlife crisis ch- um, or, or something changes significantly in our external environment, it provokes us to go to the inner work. Mm-hmm. For some people, it could be um, loss of financial wealth, financial status, um, business collapsing. It could be a relationship breaking down where there's relationship um, with the loved ones, like their intimate partner, or with their kids, mm-hmm. um, or, or maybe loss of loved ones, uh, like the parents or someone close to them. And usually, why, why would it take such a significant event to change the course of, of the way that we think? Because when everything is happy and dandy with life, there's no need to change. Mm-hmm. Like life is good. I loved being an entrepreneur. And and as much as I, I would say that I care for the, the world and the environment, but as an entrepreneur, like, ah, it doesn't matter. Like, like I, I do it because I want the world to likes me, but at the core, I know that I'm looking after myself as number one. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that identity being so strong, unless you have something that's putting you in a corner in your own place that you can't get out of yourself, that you needed to just surrender to life, surrender to the universe. You're not, um, there's no need to, to dig into the inner work. There's no need to surrender to say, why is this happening to me? What the hell is going on? Everything that I've known for the last 30, 40, 50 years on, on tactics and strategies that I'm applying to my life, nothing is working. In fact, our life is so freaking difficult. Uh, am I really cutting out for this? And that's, when all your um, hustling, bustling and effort and to do, like nothing seems to work, you got no choice but to surrender Mm -hmm. but then when you're in the magic of surrendering, you're giving room for the universe to do its magic. Mm -hmm. So imagine that if your business is on the brink of collapse and then you, for you not giving up and you hustle and bustle and you got a deal um, that saved the business is that, well, I did it. I'm the one that that your ego itself. I'm the one that put in all the efforts and, and got the reward. Yeah. However, if you gave up and just ask the universe, whether it's your God, your the divine, or, or just you looking at the, the the tree as the universe, it doesn't matter. Something greater outside of your ego itself, other than the identity you've created of who you are, and surrender to say, hey, like someone help me because I have no clue. It may be a magic call from a friend um, in the perfect timing. It could be a, a, a connection that someone having reached out to you for the last 30 years suddenly come through, or maybe something you, you've been working on you thought is completely dead. Suddenly, that deal comes alive. Mm-hmm. And you go, wow, I had no control over the situation, but the minute I surrender, it may be days, not minutes. Um, it could be months as well, but the time that I fully surrender, miracles start to happen it's like wow so i came on this journey wasn't like a willing participant um, mm-hmm. because life was good mm-hmm. but um, circumstances was forced upon me and it, it wasn't so much as as in in the external sense from a from a people looking at it from a fit will perspective like you're still living the the great life you used to go loving family good friends and all this other stuff but internally it feels like your whole world is collapsing within. That's why you've heard of uh, really famous like um, celebrities um, and, and and athletes that may commit suicide at a, at the peak of the success, having adoration um, from fans and family and so liked. Why? Why? Like they got money, they got fame, they got likability. Why would they take their own lives? Because internal world is so different. It can be so different to the external world. And unless you understand this journey um and, and understand it is a, a journey that you go through it doesn 't mean it 's a destination once you learn it um, that's why I like the the whole notion of awakening i 'm still awakening i 'm not awakened
0: exactly. um, yes.
2: to the fact that it's a journey that you go on
0: mm-hmm. yeah well that's really powerful and just the the journey you've been on to feel not only the light or the i guess the the happiness part the egoistical part you know the part where there's material possessions or acknowledgement of people around you the success and the, the the feeling you get from that that is just as important as having the part where your internal world is going all different places it's the light and the dark without the two you can't change. You can't evolve. You'll just stay stuck in each of them. So, tell us a bit more about the dark part, where when things started to feel really like confusing for you on the inside. Tell us a bit more about that.
2: Um, so, everyone everyone's um, awakening journey is slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, as a precursor for for a lot of people, it seems to like uh, happen just before you have your back against the corner. So. Um, and I, I personally, from my personal observation, I think there's three types of awakening that I've seen. Mm-hmm. One is like the the Eckhart Tolle or the Byron Katie, where they spontaneously awaken, like the the day before or the moments before they like they are struggling, struggling. And Eckhart Tolle, if you don't know his story, is great spiritual teacher. Mm-hmm. wrote The Power of Now, the 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 the, the New Earth, etc. He was like. Uh, on, on the street, sleeping on the street for at least a couple of years and, and what, no money, no fame, no, no friends, nothing. Mm-hmm. And then one day he just woke up just almost like Buddha-like enlightened and, and the wisdom just comes off him, just free flow. It's just mm-hmm. no effort. Um, Byron Katie is somewhat similar as well, um, although a different path, successful career, family, um, yada, 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 but somehow end up in a nuthouse. for for months if not years and then suddenly uh, one morning a cockroach crawled onto her feet and then from there she just woke up and again just wisdom just flows Mm -hmm. so I'm not advocating for anyone to put a cockroach on their feet in the morning and that would
0: (laughs) that might uh work for me actually Yeah. I will awaken. That's, that's the yeah. magic bullet, you think. Not.
2: Yeah. No no need for um, plant medicine or, or anything like that. I <laughs> just put a cockroach. Um, so, a spider
0: um, would work the, as well. Yeah.
2: The, the second um, way that I see people are, people are, are just progressively awakening. The more um, knowledge they acquire, the, the more and more knowledge can start to turn into wisdom mm-hmm. when they start to self-observe. And that's one of the big key of being able to observe yourself um, on what it's doing versus being unconscious like that. Hey, it's like, man, prior to this awakening, I used to think that people just work nine to five, nine to five, like, or people that have their own business, working in the business instead of working on the business, mm-hmm. they are in their own matrix. Mm-hmm. They are in their own human hamster wheel that they can't get out. Little did I know that I'm in my own version of the matrix, and we all, and there's many different la- matrix, different level of the the, the hamster wheel. Mm. But at each level, what we call consciousness is 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 awareness. Having that awareness, if I'm deciding to go to work today, is a conscious decision. Yes, we have to pay the bills, but okay, let me consciously brush my teeth versus autopilot, just brush and me thinking about the past, what happened yesterday with work, what I need to do um, when I get to work, the future, the past and the future, the past and the future. Mm -hmm. And kids, I think, like do a great job to teach us on how to be in the present. Mm -hmm. Um, So getting back to people that that learns from um, knowledge, uh, that they acquire the knowledge over time and before they know it, they are they observing themselves they are applying some of the knowledge if you you can apply as much knowledge as you want but unless you have the consciousness to pay attention to what is happening around you
0: mm.
2: the knowledge have no place to to come into action i think one of the 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 it's a good segue into like how i started my journey the third type is kind of in between the two spontaneous and and, and people that that Slowly awoken, and that's the category I, I classify myself into.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it's, it's a rather quick um rise, but yet, compared to like Ekatole and Baron people that spontaneous awaken is, is mm-hmm. not the same. Mm-hmm. And usually, people have the knee death experiences, stuff like that, they awaken spontaneously as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So, for me. I recognize that doing like spending hundreds of thousands of dollars and, and countless amount of hours doing personal development, mm-hmm. I've acquired a lot of skills and modalities and stuff, and programming my subconscious and yada, yada, yada. But I still get moments of, of um, negative emotions that arises. Yep. Um, if my wife gives me a certain look on the face, or if my, my kids are saying certain things, uh, bickering with each other, I get triggered. And there are times that the, the damage is being done, even if I give a certain reaction, a certain look to someone, or if, if my tonality is reflecting a certain anger that comes out, it's, it's creating that snowball, that spiral effects that triggering the other parties to go even further into the their, um, their, their emotional um, wave as well. So, hey, if my reptilian brain the part of the brain that's in charge of the, the fight or flight mode um, the animal instinct side of us, like if, if a saber tooth tiger is coming at us that we better run. If that part of the brain is getting fired up before the logical brain, which, um, which is where all the logic that, that of all the tactics and strategy I can apply to change my state or, or breathe or whatever. If that comes in first, then it doesn't matter how much knowledge I take in. It's, it's been disabled, it's been handcuffed in a fight. It doesn't matter whether you're learning like jujitsu or or Brazilian uh, jiu or, or um, Wing Chun or, or Tai Chi, whatever, or boxing, your, your hands are cupped in the back. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, if, if I can just um, catch myself, and that was a process that I learned from Predigy from O&O Academy, that... She said like your mid prefrontal cortex is the, the part of your brain that is calm and logical. Mm-hmm. So, hey, maybe I can just focus on that. And the more that I focus on them, the more that I can feel like throbbing energy, like I thought almost like a headache, like in my head, I didn't know what the hell it was at the time. Mm-hmm. And I asked my, my, uh, my, my guides from India, like, what is it like? It's like a big headache. and It's getting more and more powerful. I, didn't, I wasn't using the, the word powerful, but it's, it's almost like it's painful, mm. um, but not, not painful that I couldn't bear with it at the time. And it used to just be when I was doing meditation, focusing on that part of the brain, mm. like the middle of your brain, the middle of your head. And then it got to like when I'm talking, when I'm driving, when I'm just doing normal stuff, like my eyebrows will move. It's like, whoa, like what is this going on? Ask my Indian guides, and they go, "Well, is it is it hurting you? Like, is it, physically no? Okay, just be with it," as they say, <laughs> dude, Like, and I understand the wisdom now. I didn't at the time, dude. Like, be with it. Like, like I'm. I need to know because from a westernized way of thinking, we need a lot of logic. Mm. Uh, we were we're skeptical to a lot of this mystical stuff. Like, so tell me the rational reason why is this happening? Is there certain um, chemicals that are being fired? Do I have a condition? And it's a lot about like deductionism, like causing effects to one mm-hmm. single thing. Like, what is this one thing? Um, but working with different masters, like Master Cole and and Doctor B, some of the the people I've met through the Tony Robbins journey. Mm-hmm. Um, they helped me kind of control it. But at the end, it was um, Dr. Google. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> typed in. What is this throbbing energy in my head, um, pulsating? Um, and I read some people talk about Kundalini awakening and then spiritual awakening. And the symptoms that they described is exactly what I was going through. And the, the, I was like, what, forty 41, 42 years um, at a time. And I've never heard of the term like spiritual awakening my whole 42 years of my life. Okay. Um, or I may have heard it, but I have not really um, uh, let it store it in my memory. Mm-hmm. So from that, it's like, wow, that's that's when I first kind of come to this journey. That's something that not just myself, but actual phenomena that other people are going through as well. Um, and subsequently, uh, just different like a lot of a lot of things has happened um I guess that there are times that I feel like, well, life is so difficult. if we meant to be in flow and just flow with the universe, maybe I'm not destined to be on this planet, mm. maybe it's just my time to go, and that's kind of like the dark place, and again, externally, everything seems great, but it's just internal mm. world, it just seems like whatever pillars that you've got standing on before, Mm -hmm. those pillars are gone. Because the way that you see life is just completely differently. As an example, uh, prior to this awakening journey, I wasn't like a big fan of of nature. And I have nothing against nature. Mm -hmm. But if we go sightseeing in this like natural wonders of the world. I'll be one of those people that quickly take a selfie, photos or whatever for, hey, when can we go? Let's go. Right. Let's go and do stuff. Let's play games, do activities. And, and it's always doing. It's right. not about being, it's not about like understanding the magnificence of the nature. And I remember like when I was young, my my parents are like in Hong Kong. They used to like pay a bit of money to to get a piece of land so that we can do a bit of gardening in, in the countryside. And Hong Kong being a like concrete jungle to get a, a piece of land, even a small piece of land to do gardening is is relatively um, expensive exercise. Dude, why are we paying money to suffer? Are you crazy? <laughs> like it's in the heat after we play badminton, we, we're tired, we're sweating. We could just go to the supermarket and pay like what a few dollars to get the same veggie. Why are we paying money to 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 suffer? It just doesn't make any sense at all. Mm-hmm. so that was me prior right. to this awakening yes. now i'm spending hours doing gardening.
0: <laughs>
2: I was like in the gardening, and my wife to a point my wife is complaining like he's not looking after the kid. he's always in the garden like so that's that's a um a symbolic um, picture of what it looks like after the weekend. I have no urge from a, from a, from a, I guess, logical perspective.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: This is one of the things I want to do when I'm older. This is one of the things I want to take off. No, that there's no parts of my identity that I wanted to be that person. Mm-hmm. But when, when you go calling some, one day you just wake up. I want to go out to the, to the, to the yard and walk around. And then the next thing is, hey, maybe I should like do something with the plants. And the next thing you know, you meet a friend that have all the skills and that give you hope that um, this can be transitioned to be something really magnificent mm-hmm. um, in, in your new perspective and go, wow, let's do it. And then one thing stacks on top of the other before you know it, your, your identity of who you are have changed. Mm-hmm. The world external to who you are have have started to change the friends that you know um, that have similar hobbies and interests when you start to shift mm-hmm. you no longer have the same hobbies and interests anymore so that starts to fade mm-hmm. but new friends have the the new type of thinking mm-hmm. you start to attract those as well um, your hobbies your, your sporting interests what you like to watch on tv mm-hmm. or what you like to read as books in the past is about like entrepreneurial, how to build empire, business, and all that. Mm-hmm. That started to fade away for me. Mm-hmm. And again, new chapters start pulling in naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, astral projection stuff like um, karmic life, soul purpose, numerology, Buddhism, Taoism. Um, yeah, just just so many different things just started like downloading. It wasn't by choice, but that's kind of like what the awakening
1: journey for me was like. Right. That's amazing, I, lo- I love that story Gary and um, it's that whole issue as you shared earlier about surrendering to who you are and and coming to that awakening of of the materialisation and chasing the dollar and chasing the success and all of those things to relaxing out of that and coming back to what is my truth mm-hmm. who am I at my core and where how can I explore myself in that space so I really love what you've just shared thank you buddy Thank you.
0: And I'm sure a lot of our listeners, empty nesters or empty nesters to be and really anyone, whether they're in business, out of business, just at home, being doing their gardening, whatever wherever they are in life, that wisdom that you've just imparted through your journey will help people to to just go, hang on a sec, let me just breathe. Let me just breathe and relax and reflect. And things may just reset for me. You know, I'll get the downloads like you say. I'll get the wisdom. It will come to me.
2: Yeah. And and like that that animal that was outside your, your place that we all heard, I don't know whether the listener could <laughs> hear a, it. What was a cockatoo, there's was two, it?
1: There's, there's a pair of black cockatoos that, that fly around out here. They're beautiful, beautiful yeah. birds. Yeah. So it was making like
2: grr, grr sound. And, and before, as an achiever part of me, it's like, dude, this needs to be polished. We shouldn't have background noises. Um, and, but yet, the, the, when you start to tune in, like exactly what you were talking about, uh, Mark and Michelle, mm-hmm. you start to tune in. Huh, how divine. Like the, the birds are there to remind us there is no perfection in life. There's only perfection in the imperfection. Like everything is perfect. Like maybe that bird came us to give us this particular lessons, mm. or maybe that there was some other greater thing that they're doing in this whole grand plan that we don't know, mm. but whatever, this is part of nature. And, and I think um, that that's about being surrendering to the external as well. Mm. Ideally we want to have background noises in the podcast. Hell no. Mm. But in the, in the nature of being raw and real and authentic like this is life most people can relate to like stuff outside of their control happening like mm-hmm. during business hour during the stuff that if you want to meditate like my kids suddenly like climb onto my bed like is that by design no but there's perfection and imperfection as mm-hmm. well so mm-hmm. um that's that's a big lesson that i've learned it's not about like control as mm-hmm. all entrepreneur, knows about control and And then when you move past that, it's about like being with one with with the flow of the universe. Mm
0: -hmm. And to add to that too, is, we don't have kids, we're empty nesters, but we do have two cats. And cats can be quite disruptive at times when they're, especially in the morning when they've just woken up. And that's when we choose to meditate. And um, yes, like your kids will jump on the bed when you're meditating. Our cats will start scratching the lounge and chasing one another. And that I've found is the best lesson for me to refocus. So that external distraction helps me to focus even stronger and build my muscle of focus during my meditation and become one with myself again. So everything that's so, is there that's for so a so true. Yeah.
2: I I remember um, when I was going deep into my awakening journey, when I say deep, like I see it's still very deep right now, but it was very it felt very intense at the time, like the the my perspective like just rapidly every single night is different um at that time, I envy some of my friends that have no kids and that they have they have the time at home they'd have no work, and they could just be and they can just study and stuff and I've got businesses i've got kids i've got i've got uh, my wife i've got a lot of things that's going on, and I'm not trying to say that. Um, my stuff that's going on is, is more significant than other people because I I can understand for a lot of people, they've got way more stuff than me. But it, emotionally, it felt like there's so much stuff relatively to some of my friends I'm comparing to. Mm. As as um, Seth Guru says, all our angst about our negative charges is always like the 10% things that we don't have. The 90% of the stuff that we we have, we're not reflecting on it. And by the time that we achieve more, we're still focusing on the 10% Mm. that's missing. So um, I think that's kind of what I was referring to. I was focusing man, I don't have that extra time, even though I've got so much time than anyone else. But on the flip side of it, I got to to do practical exam almost every day. It is every day. Other people learn, they, they absorb the wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this way is better than that way. But for me, I can see the bright side to this is mm-hmm. that I get to practice yep. when my kids fight mm-hmm. um, or they, 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 they treat each other a certain way or they'll say certain things to me. How do I react? Learning mm-hmm. all the wisdom, learning from the Taoism, how to go with the flow. Now it's not just about philosophy. It's about actually putting it in place don't want to finish the whole like Tao Te Ching and, and the whole wisdom of, of the Bible and everything else before I go into to do the practical test like yeah that's where my head was going I needed more knowledge mm-hmm. but the universe is saying to me like Gary you, you know enough or, or before you learn more let's go and implement
1: what you have learned mm-hmm. thus far
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think one of the keys there is, is uh, responding and reacting there's a two very key energy differences isn't there you know you can react to things and that's usually an aggressive or a higher emotional response where responding for my terms it comes from um, that awakening space or how can i best respond with love here even though i might be emotionally heightened up like kids fighting cat scratching those sorts of things how can i stay in my truth here and respond with love
2: yeah. Mm, yeah, one of the, the symptoms that the spiritual awakening process I do tend to take on from my observation is that even though you you kind of more zen in in your own you, internally you know that you're more zen, mm-hmm. but at the same time you are getting triggered even more easily. What you said emotionally more heightened, mm-hmm. like you weren't as sensitive before. Like if someone says certain words to you or in a certain tonality, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have cared. Um, and I, I asked um, some of my my teachers, like, why? Like, why am I getting so so much more emotionally um, sensitive? They said it's it's this been a part of your, your 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 cells. Like, imagine part of your cells has been asleep for forty plus years of your life, mm. and suddenly those lights have been shining on those um, cells, and now they are awake. Mm. And you so you've got parts of your, your 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 whole body that's been asleep and you know, all your emotional system has been asleep. Now that it's awake, mm-hmm. it's behaving differently. So it's time to to um, integrate a lot of those um, mm-hmm. new experiences internally. And before you know, it, you're looking back, you'll be a completely different person already. Yes. But in the immediate sense, it, it, one of the, the common symptoms is that people tend to get charged up easily um, compared to before.
0: Mm-hmm. And we will continue to do that through our awakening journey. It's not like we'll get to an awakened state straight away or ever because change is constant, and that's that's the thing that we want to teach you know empty nesters and anyone who is going through what they feel is a tough change that this is part of your human experience, part of your growth, part of your awakening too a new self. Like you're saying, Gary, your cells will be vibrating differently at different frequencies, and that changes continually. And it's when you don't allow that change, when you stay stuck in your beliefs or stay stuck in even just the routines that you do every day without being aware of them, that's when your cells die. That's when your life pulse starts to flatline. And we talk about the ECG life pulse. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Gary, but Um, The ECG stands for having deeper experiences in life, contributing from your heart and growing consistently. The E, the C and the G, experience, contribution and growth. And if you're not doing those three each day in your life, you can be at risk of flatlining. So the ECG is like an analogy for the echocardiogram. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, electrocardiogram. Yeah. So, yeah, so your experiences to age 40... I am sure you are absolutely grateful for them, you know, and everybody who is listening need to be aware that your experience from birth or from beyond birth to now has been perfect, absolutely perfect, even though it feels imperfect for you. As you said, Gary, perfect in the imperfection. And each of those experiences have led you to where you are right now so that you can then see more within yourself if you choose to and, decide whether you want to move it forwards or not.
1: And, right. I, and, and I think the key part of that and what you were just sharing, Gary, is is that that opportunity to surrender. Because mm-hmm. without surrendering to that, then you stay in that, you're distant from what's going on, distant from your truth. So surrendering to those challenges, mm-hmm. surrendering to those opportunities that we all have in our life. Otherwise, we do stay stuck.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, well, one of the things that's really prompted me to... Um, in, in this journey of awakening is looking to many different um, ancient system that's been around for like thousands of years. I've mentioned like Buddhism and, and, and Taoism, uh, but there's so many other systems that I've I've um, just only touched the surface of. And these are things that's been around thousands of years. And you look at the the accuracy of, of things, I'm just amazed at it. Um, as an example, when I'm having like, tension with my wife mm-hmm. one of the things that um, uh, well, one of the, well, the days I went to the library with the kids I walked past the book, it was like staring me into the eyes it's the Chinese and Western astrology combined mm-hmm. um, so each one of them have 12 different star signs, mm-hmm. so combined together is 144 combinations yeah. um, so the book is thicker than a Bible so I, I, I grabbed grab the book I opened it up the first page was my star sign of Taurus and snake combined. Right. That's interesting. And then when I flip to the back page of, of my chapter, yep. it says every single one of the, the stars I have one soulmate. And the soulmate is um, monkey Leo, right. which is my wife star oh, sign. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And th- I just reflect on, on the whole act of, walking past and somehow that book is calling out to me. Mm-hmm. It's not like, hey, let's look up astrology. It's not like I had, that, that day I had a calling for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then open my chapter is just that. Yeah. And then to go to the back and see that at the times of, of confusion, because when you awaken, not only are you having a chance to distance yourself from your friends, but also your your your, your loved ones as well. Mm-hmm. Not so much that they have changed, but dude, the who you are have completely shifted. Like in a lot of the time feels like it's a 180 degree change. So that person is suddenly w- walking up to a stranger and that person to you also looks like a stranger. Mm-hmm. Um, and with other family members, it's, it's the same thing as well. So it could be a really difficult process to go through. Mm-hmm. Cause do I leave these people behind? Cause we are no longer resonating. And the truth is that you do see life differently at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Now, I walk past the book, it's almost a universe. Well, you guys meant to be together. Right, yeah. Um, it's just if you look at the, the star sign of the Western astrology, Leo and Taurus, mm-hmm. they, they're never going to be like strong, like mates. It's not like hey, these are like a, a normally typical high compatibility stars. I know, uh, Taurus is stubborn, Leo wants to p- fight for power, so both of them is just clashes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I kneel within, and 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 then. I went um, with another book called. Um, it's by John Edwards, um, the guy from the TV show Crossing Overs. Mm-hmm. Yes. He wrote a book that we've all got a, a, a team of spirit guides, and so not just one spirit guide, we got a team of it. And within the the end of the first chapter, it says like, just close your eyes and and ask your, your guides to show you how it, when they it have showed up in your in in your 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 past to help you,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then like. I suddenly like the the first thing that came up was meeting my wife and you guys probably have touched on this. Like we are not our thoughts. If we try to meditate right for a minute and let's just say if we control our brain, Hey, let's not think, let's just turn it off. It doesn't happen. happen. A thought Mm -hmm. comes in. Mm -hmm. So if we're not controlling our brain, um, where does it come from? Like where does the thought come, whether it's from your subconscious or superconscious? somewhere is sending you thoughts, like good or bad thoughts is coming to you. So um, when, I, when I look at my past, what if when I saw my, my wife, so many thoughts could have come in and so many other um, people of the same sex or opposite sex that I saw and I don't have an attraction to, what control that? What con- Who gave me the thought that, hey, that girl is someone that I can like within the first look. Mm-hmm. Is that something that I self-generated? Mm-hmm. Or is it something that came downloading to me through a spirit or some higher dimension that I'm meant to connect with this person? Or how we le- even both landed at that same party?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What thoughts, like all the, how the matrix work that guide us to, to that and, and all the the magnetic force that that drawn us and pulled us together i just find that wow magical so if you study like numerology as an example mm-hmm. you, st- you start to see that we all have a certain life path and life purpose mm-hmm. that you have a unique um life path number a destiny number mm-hmm. i find that if you just look at one number by itself it's a bit generic almost mm-hmm. like looking at the stars by just one yeah but uh, we all have seven different key numbers from your your life path number, destiny number, personality numbers, um, maturity number, and so on and so forth. There's quite a few different ones. When you start to match it up, you start to see an archetype of a personality. And beyond that, there's also karmic lessons numbers within numerology that you can work out as well. So what did we come to this lifetime to learn? Um, If you you look into the the Buddhism philosophy of, of karmic lessons, and and then you got your, your family heritage numbers and all these different things. So when I did it with all my kids, I started to realize that wow, each one of them is so unique. Because if you try to put my daughter's profile to, to mine, it would just no way. They just wouldn't fit at all. Mm-hmm. Or or try to put mine to what well, someone else like um it wouldn't work. But now that I've done it for probably around 50 people now, mm-hmm. you can see each one of them is is at least 70%, 80% highly reflective of that person's lifetime's path and and, and their hobbies and, and their behaviors. Okay. And kind of start to understand, wow, even if the science haven't quite caught up to how exactly does, does this numerology work, it's been developed thousands of years ago. All I remember Pythagoras is, is in, in school Pythagoras theorem, which I don't even know how to calculate anymore. Mm-hmm. But he he came up with one of the numerology um, methodology and I go, wow, it's all based on maths and numbers and I'm sure that in your mm-hmm. work that when you study water, there's a lot of mm-hmm. maths and numbers involved if you want to study the geometry and everything else mm-hmm. that's magical in place so also led me to understanding souls, soul purpose and all these other things mm-hmm. so I, what, if I asked each one of the, the audience, what is our purpose of being on this planet mm-hmm. is it to, hey, let's just Buy houses and mm-hmm. and 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 get a job, get high income, and and make sure that we have a comfortable living life. Uh, that that doesn't ask your ask your heart, it's not from your head. In your head, you probably yeah yeah yeah, like the bigger the house, the better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the bigger the TV, the better. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. But in your soul, you ask your soul, what is your purpose? Um, in in some of the numerology um, uh, table, you'll say uh, either you're here as a humanitarian or, or maybe you're here as a teacher or maybe you're here to be a creative person or maybe you're someone here to lead or maybe you are there to be a peacekeeper to just keep calm and peace. So we all got different traits. I looked into another system called the Gene Keys, kind of worked off the Chinese uh, system of um, I Ching. Um, we, again, thousands and thousands of years old which we all have hidden DNA as well. And within the hidden DNA, they call it junk DNA because they mm. don't know what what is it supposed to do. Exactly, when yeah. you haven't evolved in your consciousness, when that hasn't, it's almost like the the, the X-Men the movie, when it's not time for those genes to be activated yet, it seems like it does nothing. Mm. But when the DNA is fully activated, you can see some of your, your behaviors like people call extrasensory um, perceptions and, and people can see blindfolded or people can, can lucid dream and, and do other like, like things that we don't think humanly is possible, mm-hmm. it, it gets activated. But part of that is also aligning to your soul's purpose. And until that, you, your consciousness is, 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 um, is, is rising and you start to awaken to your soul's purpose, not your ego's purpose, not your personality um, purpose, okay. but what is your sole purpose? Mm. What are you here to do on this lifetime to experience? And generically, we're here to, our sole purpose is to love. But within that love, like, it's almost like saying that, hey, what is the purpose of this game? Is to win. Yeah, okay. But within the game, some of them is to fight the monster. Some of them is to build a city. Some of them is to, is to kick a ball around. So what is your purpose within that game? Rather than just love, what is your path to love? What is your path to winning? Um, and it's fascinating, fascinating journey. And, and I think like if they, for the empty nesters, one thing that they have is time. They've got wisdom. They've got many years of, of life accumulations of experiences, mm-hmm. good and bad um, and, and highs and lows. And, and they've really have already experienced the depth of emotions until you've got someone um, that you've, that've um, done something bad to you. You can say, I'm love, I'm love. But when you have to overlook the anger and the bitterness of that experience to forgive that person, but to love that person unconditionally, that's when you, you truly discover what love is. Otherwise, you're just experiencing surface love. Surface love. So yeah. most people that are empty nesters, they've gone through the highs and lows to so fully experience a lot of different emotions, not just love, but compassion and humility, care, kindness, forgiveness. Um, and I, I really I honor you guys for for still being in the game and, and walking this journey of, of awakening because it can be very difficult at times. But um, the great thing with this podcast is you bring the community th- together, mm. um, and and you are not alone. It, in fact, it, the process of awakening is is speeding up, especially mm-hmm. with what's happening around the world. Is ever since like two thousand and twelve, there seems to be a big shift, and it's fastening up the experience. It's almost like things are getting real. This is the end game now. Let's <laughs> let's pick up your game and and go and spread more love and 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 primarily to yourself,
1: mm-hmm. to yourself first, because when you're full, then
2: you can fill up other people as well.
1: Exactly. Exactly right. That's one of the things that we we focus on as part of um, the Dream Architects, our business, and and, and supporting and, and uh, guiding empty nesters. And that is initially you have to fill yourself up first. You have to do that first. There's these ripples that we, we like to look at. It's self first. Get that really resonating quite high and then – move out to that next layer to your partner to your family and then beyond that to your community and so on but if you start outside from yourself you are serving your community and so on but you're not serving yourself then there's from my perspective there's a really
0: it's an incongruent it's, you're not being indeed. love you're not you're not you haven't not self cared enough to to be love and then to therefore give your best of your the best of your love and abundance of your love to others. So to any empty nester out there, remember yourself first. It's been a long time you've been looking after your children and a lot of empty nesters, including ourselves, have given a lot to our children before giving to ourselves. And some some of us have actually forgotten how to love, love ourselves or to even receive love. But we are love. And, you know, the purpose, you were talking, Gary, about the purpose of of our existence, of being in, we may say, oh, that it's love, but how about just being it? How about can reconnecting to love and to, you know, because we are all connected. At the end of the day, we are all connected. We are all love.
2: And I think um, one of the notion is uh, as, as someone that's um, in, in the midlife, who knows how long life is for all we know, we could, we could live to a thousand when we start to like really like train our DNA to go anti-aging and stuff. But let's just say if we live to a hundred, like if most of the audience is around like midlife, 40, 50, 60s, we have, society have conditioned us to, to, uh, to give. And giving is not a bad thing. It's not, I'm not trying to say it is, this good or bad, right or wrong, but we tr- condition to give. And we do, 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 we do, 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 give, give, give. And we think that is life. And because we've done it so many times, we've fired a synapses that that becomes who our identity is. Mm-hmm. And without giving, who am I? And now that I'm, as I'm starting to age, and, and I, don't, I don't have the resources to give as much. And I think like nature has designed it in a way that you meant, like you see a, a bird um Flying around to get food to, to feed the young ones. But are they expected to do that when they like towards the, the, the end of their life? No, it's, 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 that's, that's the, only at the beginning or during the, the, the prime of their life, they meant to like help and serve the other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also, it's an, it's an illusion that in a lot of the ways that the, the kids are, are vulnerable, um, and they are easily broken. So we need to give, we need to be like helicopter parents, like lawnmower parents to, to carve out the path for them. We need to do so much. And if you don't have kids, like the, the people you look after, your family, like we have to always protect and protect it. And without realizing that there's always perfection and imperfection mm-hmm. and every single person's path is guided. And some of the, the most magical experiences that we've got is come from the darkest times. Mm-hmm. So we wouldn't have t- traded that away for a second. So some of the experience you see your, your kids, uh, or your family going through as difficult as it may be, it's what they need to go through. And some of you guys may still have family members going through the same thing right now, but who's to say, this is not one of the most magical periods of their life. Mm-hmm. And who are we to deny them of that? Not saying that, hey, like, you're going down the drain. Let me flush it for you. <laughs> <laughs> a lot um, of
0: truth in that, Gary. A lot of truth. Yeah,
2: but mm. it's just providing love. Like, exactly. no matter what, mm-hmm. there's a home for you to return to. Like, maybe not physically home because you kicked out and, <laughs> and that's it. But at least emotionally or maybe physically as well, there's a home always there for you mm. to, so that they know how to come home. Just like God or the creator or the universe has, it's always like giving us clues that there's a light at the end of the tunnel there's always things to come back to mm-hmm. um, and with with my kids they they're still um four eight, and ten now mm-hmm. um, I'm starting to learn more from from teachers like dr Shefali and, and others that they are just perfect they're living in a present and we're always becoming human doing. They're human being. We live in two different timelines. They live in the mm-hmm. present, that we live in the past and the fee-based projection of the future. Mm-hmm. So the kids are there to actually teach us rather than us teaching them. Mm-hmm. They're there to help us wake up mm-hmm. rather than us trying to help them learn maths. Yeah, <laughs> um,
0: yeah
2: not saying that the, the learning of the intellectual stuff is not important, learning new skills on how to ballet, how to swim is not important, mm-hmm. but they dare to, to go on this journey of life together for us. They're not like the weak ones. In fact, what do wa- most of us want? We want costless joy. Mm-hmm. We want to have abundance of joys. I think some, some research talks about like kids like love, like, at least like a hundred times or a few hundred times a day. Mm-hmm. And adults, I like, rarely laugh like more than a hundred times a whole week. <laughs> so what do most people want? They want love, they want happiness. And kids yes. are a prime example. They've already excelled at that area. Mm. And only through our corruption of domesticating them mm-hmm. to, you need to do, you need to worry about this. You need to be fearful of that. And again, I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't, but the reality is, until we start to change them they were perfect in the way in a lot of the ways that we want to embody mm-hmm. we want to be just put us in the yard with sticks and stones and have hours of fun that's what we want but yet it's so hard for us to achieve that where's Netflix where's, where's, where's the TV remote where's the phone like mm-hmm. like hey I'm waiting in the queue for 10 minutes I I need something to do mm-hmm. Um so when you can start to condition that out, that was a, a matrix. That was a framework that we have been living under in the past.
0: Mm.
2: Doesn't mean that is correct.
0: No.
2: And again, no need to go to the, 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 the end of the spectrum to say right or wrong, good or bad, because again, there's perfection and imperfection, exactly. but on the, on only understanding that's just one form of framework and human being, if all we do is just like, act like kiss and just be and despite what has happened in the past. Today I turn on the tap. Wow, there's water coming out. And mm-hmm. look at the the salad I was watch washing. It's like wow. And I was watching it. Look at the spinning around in the water. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I live my life like in, in mm-hmm. Zen mode like that, but that's that moment all of us has probably experienced, like mm-hmm. looking at at the leaves and, and the sunset and and sometimes it, not even the grand beauty, just something very ordinary. Mm-hmm. Just look mm-hmm. at the, 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 the ants walking on the grass. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah.
0: Just, and just appreciation. In that
2: moment, it mm-hmm. just lost. Yeah. Almost like getting lost in, in the movie, but watching an ant, like being in nature. And I think like one of the, the great things with lockdown is it's helped all of us to just, rather than our birthday parties and go to work and go to the gym, go to the movies, No, just be, Mm. just be by yourself, be with your family and just be.
0: Powerful, powerful. My goodness, Gary, you've shared so many powerful messages here. Unfortunately, it's nearly time for us to finish. Just like to maybe recap a few things from my memory. (laughs) So you talked about the journey, the journey to awakening. You talked about being in the present moment and just surrendering to really divine intelligence surrendering to that to, to just trusting that you are on a path of growth and that things will present to you synchronicity will happen you've talked about a bit of synchronicity in your life being open and curious cur- like your curiosity in you know when you walked past the library and you saw that book and then after that you've delved further into figuring out what our life destiny is what your life destiny was but without having to to make it your destiny you we always we have the choice. We all have a choice to do something, to do whatever we wish in life. But getting that understanding, getting that knowledge, and then having the experience, being able to integrate that experience so that that becomes wisdom. That's gold. So you've really talked to the empty nesters here. You've talked to really everybody. And we really value all of what you've shared today. It's been amazing. Uh, look, I didn't know half of what what was happening in your life. And I'm so, so happy for you i'm I'm feeling joy inside of me just listening to your journey in the past couple of years and i know that you have got so much more to share and so many many more people to share this with which you are doing through your your new podcast as well called the awakening entrepreneur is that what it's called gary
2: Yep, that's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, yep. So we're on the same frequency here with the awakening empty nesters. And like you, we are very much of the belief that we are continually awakening, that yes, there may be some awakened souls in, in the universe, but who's to say that there's not much more awakening for them as well. We just want to ask you one quick question, just a quick answer. And we ask this of all our guests. How do you define an awakening soul?
2: Awakening soul, um, it depends on what stage that you are at. Every single stage will have different um, signs and symptoms. But awakening soul essentially is remembering who you are. We are the God. We are the creator. Mm-hmm. We are one. And I've heard those before, but through meditation, breath work, um, plant medicine, strength, dance whatever that journey that took you there, Mm-hmm. when you really experience that we are one and we are the creator there's no doubt like right? you, you don't need anyone to you don't need to prove or, or show it to anyone you know that inside and some of the spiritual teachers you can see where the concurrence coming from because you know that they've been to the truth mm. um, this is who we are and i'm sure that whoever is listening the logic mind may still be skeptical of it but the heart and the soul, it just knows that this is the truth, that we came on this planet because we wanted to experience a different version of ourselves. We've, if the whole room is always white, how do we know the difference? So we wanted to create contrast. contrast. We wanted to create a dualistic world okay. for us to experience ourselves with different characters. Imagine you're a game creator, right? Um, you wanna you create the games and you start to build all these different characters. But what if you never got to play with any of the characters? Mm. And again, going back to childlike behavior, mm-hmm. yep. it's like everything is fun when you're fighting with each character. Imagine you have two Lego set and two Lego characters fighting. You wouldn't say, that, hey, that's bad. There's things that's going on in the world right now. No, <laughs> it's just fun. Yep. Everything is just out of love. It's just acting. Mm-hmm. So um, the problems that we, we see in, in our own lives and what's going on in the world, I had an experience that everything is just, it it was just infinite love, and Mm. there was nothing that needs to be done. It was so beautiful. Mm. But after a few moments, it's like, well, not that it was sparring, but I wanted to, hey, let's help other people wake up Mm. and I'll go back to the trouble of the world. And then let's see whether I can go back to love, whether I still know my way home. Mm. And eventually, after getting lost again and being able to find my way back, oh, now that I'm I'm back, let's go again. Let's do it again. And if you haven't gone through such an experience, it's almost like going to the gym or going to a boot camp. It may not feel like going to the gym, but after going to the gym, it feels great. And you go home, you relax, and you enjoy that moment of rest as well. Mm -hmm. But after that, hmm, I want some challenge. I want some growth. Mm. I want some, something different yes. rather than just uh, relaxing. And that's when you go back to, to the gym. And, and, and so for us going to this world, created this world, is for us to experience ourselves and, and, and to experience all the contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine all the food that you've, you've, you've tasted is always just plain, almost just like rice or pasta. You never get to taste chili. You don't know what that tastes (laughs) like. You never taste (laughs) bitterness, sour, sweetness, Mm -hmm. salty. So this world is all of that flavoursome and more. And the times that we don't feel like doing certain things, that's going to the gym. And it's not about let's hustle, let's hustle our way through. It's awakening soul, huh? this is what I don't like. Imagine yourself watching a movie. You get to the sad part of the movie. You say, ah, turn the F off. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to watch it. Mm -hmm. No, you savor those moments. And that part of you that, hey, this doesn't feel nice, Mm -hmm. but you savor every single one of those moments. So Mm -hmm. I encourage you, if you're going through, in, in the Western world of our upbringing, If you've got sadness, let's change your state. Let's do something else. Just go to a party. Let's talk to friends and get rid of that feeling. But I think as an awakened soul, you're here to experience life Mm. and to remember back home, which is Mm. love. So fully feel what that sadness feels like in real life, not in a movie. And when everything is fully experienced, it becomes love and joy. Mm. So... To me, that's what awakened soul is. It's, it's not fearful of going through any external, Im- internal emotions. And that yet fear is still one of those emotions as well. And you, when you see fear, just feel the fear through your system mm. and let it fully experience until it starts to run out of path. It'll start to dissolve. I guarantee, you. I promise you, mm. it'll start to dissipate. Yep. And from that, it's like, wow a load off your shoulders you've been detoxed you've been
1: cleansed you've been awakened
0: mm-hmm. that's that's so beautiful
1: that's love so it. beautiful absolutely love it and we could continue talking for hours i'm sure gary you've got, we've got you know you've got so much to share and wow. really appreciate your time today but unfortunately we do have to wrap this up so till we return with our next guest and on the next episode May we be inspired to awaken to deeper experiences, to unconditional contribution, and consistent growth, and living with a strong ECG life pulse. So, thank you, and goodbye, Mr. Gary. And
0: goodbye, thank you. Thank you so much. This is the Awakening Empty Nester podcast. Thank you for listening to this week's episode.
1: If you enjoy what you heard today, share with a friend. And if you have not already done so, please subscribe, rate and review the show on your favourite podcast player.
0: If you have any questions, comments or feedback for us, you can reach us directly at podcast at the dreamarchitects.com. Looking forward to you joining us on our next show.
1: Thank you for listening.